Unless Yahweh builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless Yahweh watches the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. 2 Samuel chapter 7 is a hugely significant passage in the history of redemption. The New Geneva Study Bible comments on this portion of God's holy word with these words. The theological and historical significance of the divine promise to David recorded in these verses can hardly be overestimated. Indeed, the promise of an enduring Davidic kingdom has been called the summit of the entire Old Testament. Looking back, it takes up the promises of blessings made to Abraham and his elect seed and brings them to rest on David. Looking forward, It prepares for the messianic hope that inspires Israel's faith before and after the exile in Babylon. The hope for a Messiah culminates in the coming of Jesus Christ. Here a portion now of 2 Samuel chapter 7. I will be reading verses 8 through 17. So now thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, I myself took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you have gone, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a great name, like the name of the great men who are on the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in their own place, and not be disturbed again." And the unrighteous will not afflict them any more as formerly, even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Yahweh also declares to you that Yahweh will make a house for you. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up one of your seed after you, who will come forth from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom." He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will reprove him with the rod of men, and the strikes from the sons of men. But my loving kindness shall not be removed from him, as I removed it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever." Your throne shall be established forever. According to all these words, and according to all this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. In the first seven verses of this chapter, we read that David had a plan. He planned to build Yahweh a house. And the prophet Nathan said to him, Go, do it. But Yahweh said, No, it's not for you to do. David's plan would not come true fruition, but Yahweh's, as always, would. In verses 8 through 11, 
we read that the God of the universe promised to plant his people, give them rest, and build a house for David. House here has a twofold significance, meaning both a temple and a dynasty. This is followed in verses 12 through 17 with Yahweh's declaration as to how and when he'd build this house. He promises three things a house, a throne, and a kingdom. A kingdom three times in our text that is said to last forever. Yahweh's promises are to be fulfilled during and after David's lifetime. These promises are unconditional and they are immutable. They find an immediate or a near fulfillment in David's son Solomon, but they find their full and final fulfillment in the greater David, King Jesus. Emmanuel, who is building his church, and those in his church are the temple of God. King Jesus is the perfect fulfillment of these promises from Yahweh, just like he is all the other promises. In the child born and son given is the house, the throne, and the kingdom that endures forever. Is it any wonder our passage has been referred to as the summit of the entire Old Testament? It prepared the people of God for the messianic hope, the hope realized and culminated in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. During the Advent season, we are more deliberate and passionate in our commemoration and celebration of Messiah's first Advent, even as we look forward to his second Advent. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.